Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 140, Mission If Possible. We are Jesse, I couldn't say that without laughing. I don't know. <laughs> we are broadcasting live, live for us from the Gospel Underground World Ball headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. That's right. I went the way. I don't know. I went the way of the mega church pastor, <laughs> and I'm calling the final episode Jesse in this respect in a raging culture series. Mission, if possible. And no, I don't think we can play that music uh, without too much. Or maybe we can. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that does sound like a mega church sermon series, yeah. right? Mission, if possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I went cheesy with that, but it is a line we will look at today from Holy Writ, Sacred Scripture, if possible, we will look at today as we close this series. We should do a whole series where it's just the most creative megachurch (laughs) sermon titles. And then the, our our listeners have to guess what it's about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be uh, yeah, marketing 101. Guys, if you don't know this about me, I like hate, hate, hate certain things. Like, uh, you know, you get a T-shirt that says She Brews or something, and it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a coffee shop, look like Starbucks logo, and it's like Hebrews 2.11 or something. I just don't like that stuff. I don't understand why it exists. And so, uh, sometimes uh, the titles of sermons crack me up. So I went, mission, if possible as if uh i'm Mm, doing my duty mm. in the world hey jesse how are you man like i like your hat is that a vbc hat this is a vbc hat yeah it you know i don't know what is on it is it a vbc logo it's a lion and a lamb oh it's a lion and a lamb this is our this is a gospel logo right Yeah. yeah yeah so you know our our lead pastor brett my my friend he he likes to just design a bunch of things. So we always have new things. This is one of them. But I like it. Brett's a good designer. I like his eye. I like it. He's so. my friend too. Brett Johnson. Our friend. Shout yeah, out. our we we Shout have out. a friend. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, Jesse, um, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day. My family's finally starting to get healthy. So that's awesome. Doing well. I failed yesterday in seasoning a carbon steel griddle for one of my grills, and I'm feeling discouraged. <laughs> you know, you need to live in grace today. Reed. I know. Live I know. in grace. You can I, actually fix that, I can, right? I mean, I can fix it. It's yeah. not permanent. We can fix it. Yeah. We can, we can fix this. Yeah. Well, I used, I used a little, I took some time off to try to do it well, and I worked really hard at it, and I did not succeed. But, <sighs> hey, I was a man in the arena Right, uh, trying to be a doer of deeds. You're not the critic on the side. That's right? right. That's right, Jesse. I'm a little goofy today, so we will have to watch it because we're talking about <laughs> respect in a raging culture. We're finishing this up. Obviously, this is a short uh, kind of mini series we're doing mm. here on the podcast. Only four episodes, and the reason why I think it's so vital is because of what we're going to talk about next over the the <laughs> series, playing all songs on a. <laughs> Bro, your stuff's going haywire. I don't know what's happening. There's a AI ghosts in the shed quarters today. Jesse, so we're 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 about to go into over the next, you know, several months, uh, what I consider some you know, life mission for me and certainly for the church and Christianity that we want to engage people in the cultural worlds around us with the truth of the saving grace of God in Jesus Christ, right? And so 
every cultural moment has its blessings to that or its advantageous kind of things going on, and it has its difficulties. And obviously, uh, the difficulties we face aren't as severe as other places, right? You know, Christianity is not illegal. We have freedom of religion. As much as people maybe want to tell you on television that you've lost those rights, you have not. Uh, but at the same time, we are in this culture where... Um, Christian and non-Christian arcana can get at each other. And mm. so this kind of raging aspect of culture, how do we respectfully uh, engage with people? Well, we did a little theology on that to respect the image of God, that human beings are worthy of dignity simply because, full stop, because God made them. Uh, and then practically, we need to learn to listen better mm. so that we might engage winsomely and thoughtfully. And today we're going to look at this kind of uh, idea that comes out of the ch uh, 12th chapter of the book of Romans, that we want to live at peace with people, right? Um, and and if I were to say this, like, hey, to certain friends, or hey, we need to live at peace with, insert people you don't like or whatever, the theologically, politically, whatever, we need to be at peace with all people. The answer coming back might be, well, yeah, but, right? And here's the thing. God knew that there would be people who uh, uh, live as enemies of the gospel. Um, obviously, people are enemies of God. This is this is in the scripture, right? People live at enmity with God. Um, but how should we, right, respond? Romans 12 as a whole is a wonderful chapter in, in Mass for learning this. And so this has kind of been a background theme, some of the some of the themes out of Romans 12. And so I just want to read the the ending of that and run into some of the language we're going to focus on today. First of all, it says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Hey, we're going to see some imperatives here, Jesse. It's like, hey, it's not optional. Like, hey, do not curse them. Well, what if I want to? Well, don't. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Great thing for giving counsel. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, like arrogantly proud, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, mission impossible. So far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome mm evil with good. Jesse, this is an age where we can get overcome when we see evil in our world. And it's such an important reminder for us is like, no, 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 we can't give way to this stuff as bad as it is, right? We still have to maintain our character and dignity and purpose, even in uh, light of the most ridiculous things, like some of the things I just read to you before we got on here on the Twitter, mm. Jesse. So most things on the Twitter, yeah, most things except for stuff about Premier League football. That's fine. That's fine. Formula One racing, amateur fantasy wrestling, football advice, fantasy football yeah. advice. Mm. So here's our word grouping: if possible, mm. right? If Romans twelve eighteen, if possible, so far as it depends upon you live peaceably with all. Jesse, do you find that easy 
Like some 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 people got a peaceful, easy feeling, right? It's kind of easy for them to relate to others. Some, you know, Enneagram eight people like to fight, right? I'll tell you why why I don't find this that difficult for me. I'm not an Enneagram eight. I'm not. I'm not. You're uh, what pentagram five. Right? <laughs> 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 I am the fifth point of the pentagram. Um, <laughs> no, so most of the time I don't I don't care enough about. So like if someone's yeah. upset with me. I either don't know, you know, I'm just oblivious, you know, so, so it's easy to be at peace because I don't, you know, I'm like, oh, that person's mad at me. I didn't pick up on that. Um, but so, so in some ways the challenge for me is to actually be peaceable on purpose to, yeah, yeah. you know, cause I think, I think where this is sandwiched in this kind of admonishment from Paul in Romans 12 between, it's really kind of all around this idea of not taking vengeance uh, our goodness and our kindness is actually can actually hurt the person, yeah. in a way that leads them to repentance. Like yeah. that's a really remarkable yeah. thing to think about. The whole idea of heaving burning coals is is not just like to burn them up, but to like internally make them feel bad. Exactly, that, that they might be. Ashamed, I guess first Peter ashamed of their slander. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean by hurting yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that. That actually, by breaking the wrist and walking away, like yeah. Rex Kwando, yeah. I, I, I can, I can actually <laughs> yeah. let that person have to sit with the fact that yeah. that their assault, yeah, is is not okay, right? And That's if right. I come back and I'm just doing this constantly, right. then there, then you know what happens? I feel justified. I feel like, That's yeah, right. well, look, he's being a jerk, so I can be a jerk. But if you're like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm done with this. I don't, you know, then it actually can can lead to repentance for the other person. There's a certain rhetoric that, you know, almost in our world that too many Christians, I think, are, uh, hey, you have to fight fire with fire. You have to, like, hey, people are at war with you. You better be at kind of culture war with them. The, The problem I see, Jesse, is that we have a principled resistance in this world. We have no right before God to use methodologies uh, that that uh, defy what God has told us to do or misalign with his character. And so today I want to be very clear as we wrap up this series that there's a few principles that I want to give us before we kind of move into this new series about how, how we want to have a good, a real witness, right, mm-hmm. in a raging culture, right? That's what we want. Um, because I don't want Christians, we cannot afford to be spineless people in a world where our, our convictions are questioned and challenged. And at the same time, we have to be the kind of people that will bring the aroma of the gospel to others. And look, some to some, that smells great, and they will come to follow him. Some it won't be, and they might persecute us, right? And so here's a few principles, Jesse, and I'll begin with this one. If we look at this word, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all, the first thing we have to see is that it's not always possible, right? Um, we're not to be the ones constantly bringing beef and drama to other people, right? We're to be peacemakers or so in peace. Uh, but sometimes folk won't like you. Uh, they won't like us because they don't like God. They won't like the gospel because it offends their pride or their own self-salvation projects for whatever it might be. And so as a believer, I think I knew this uh, a little more easy than some. I remember 
uh, reading uh, on social media a pastor. I'll just say John Stark. He's a, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a friend. He's in uh, Harbor Network. We work together, and he was really wrestling with kind of the how the the role of pastor was being dishonored in society today. And I just was like, I didn't really connect with it at first because I was like, I always assumed that people would think it like not honorable to be mm. a Christian even because because my dad's an agnostic, right? right? I, right. When I became, you and I both grew up in a, in a context where nobody was saying, you know what would be a great success for your life? <laughs> right. Full-time ministry. Be a, be a minister. Pastor. Yeah, right. be in, it was in the, the exact cler- opposite. Be in the clergy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think more and more people, and John was, is noticing that. Obviously, he, he's in New York. He's in Manhattan. He's noticing that more and more. Uh, but I think for me... Uh, well, my, my my dad thought I was become an idiot when I became a Christian, mm-hmm. and then when I went into ministry and had to do fundraising and things like that, he called me a professional beggar. Right? These nice things that your father can say to you, um, you're wasting your education. Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff. There, there. That it's not always possible for us to be at peace with people. Um, but as far as it's up to you, right? We're not to be the ones uh, bringing all the beef and going out to fight everybody all the time. We want to be at peace with all, but sometimes it's not always possible. So that's the first principle, not always possible. The second principle is a little interesting because I, I think we also do not have to take, and by take, I mean accept, abuse from people. In other words, we don't have to stay in with people. Hey, that's my boy. He slanders me. He heaps abuse on me. He trashes what's holy to me all the time. Um, you don't have to show up for uh, this kind of activity in the world. Um, you you know you can be strong. You don't have to be everyone's whipping. You know, like hey, hey, kick me. I'm a Christian. Um, but how we do this matters. What do you think about that, Jesse? Do you think you should just take a beating? Because some people say Jesus had turned the other cheek. Uh, you know, when he suffered, he made no threats, right? Is is he simply taking a beating? But Jesus also taught his disciples to dust dust off their sandals and leave the city that doesn't receive them That's or right. their message. That's right. That's so, right. So I don't think, I do think it needs to be in the context of discipleship. So you know, it's not maybe something that we would want to, uh, you, you really do have to be in close communion with Jesus to even discern, is this a time where I'm meant to turn the other cheek? That's right. Um, or is this a time where I'm meant to dust off the, the sandals? Yeah, and and the time, right? It has to do with circumstance and, and, and what purposes are going on in the world. Even Jesus you know, withdrew from people. Yeah. He didn't entrust himself to every because he knew what was in people, right? So this is a tricky one, right? Yeah, can I read can I read Matthew 7? Yeah, 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 so I love that that you've got this here for us. Read this is Matthew 7, 1 through 6 because we all know the first verse, <laughs> judge not lest ye be judged. And <laughs> but but it keeps going and yeah. uh and really Jesus says something that feels a little like cuts against the grain almost. Like yeah. wait, what? Yeah. What's who yeah. are the swine? So he yeah. says this, judge not that you not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Okay, Fair enough. We've heard that. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's addressing religious hypocrisy, which I think we always have to address. Yeah. If you want to talk about something that is not representative of the good news of Jesus is self-righteous, arrogant religious hypocrisy, right? That's right. Um, That's right. And then he says, do not give to dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. <laughs> yes, it's fascinating that this is the very next verse in the immediate context of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, how do you know what a dog is or a pig. I do like to quote this verse when (laughs) I walk away from someone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You pig, I am leaving your presence. (laughs) I prefer not to throw my pearl before swine. Yeah. So swine life. So I'm I'm leaving. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, this assumes you're making a wisdom judgment about what a person and their intentions are towards you and uh, what is holy, right? What is sacred set apart? Um, this includes, right, if somebody is abusing a human being in your presence, right? So I always, I always tell my kids, man, don't tolerate people bullying other people. If you have strength and the ability to stop that, it's wrong. So stand up for the image of God, right? So here we have it. Judging people hypo- hypocritically is wrong. Jesus is like, don't do that. If you've got a big beam of wood in your face, don't be picking specks out of people's, you know, Fix, you know, deal with your own stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. But then the very next verse, do not give to dogs what is holy. Um, I assume to make a discernment as to a person who's acting like a dog um, has to have some judgment involved. You have to make judgments. You have to make a right judgment set other places by Jesus, right? And I do think, I think part of that wisdom d- decision, that wisdom kind of... Uh, discernment you need to to entrust to the Holy Spirit and 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 your discipleship to Jesus. Part of that part of what Jesus is saying here, I, I do think, is a a willingness and openness to receive the message, the the proclamation of the gospel, the um, you know, the good news. And so so uh and and I do think that the gospel always confronts the culture. Always, yeah. no matter how Christianized the culture is, there's right. always something for for the gospel to confront. There's always something that it, it, there's always a moment of encounter of yeah. uh, potential rejection, and so so I love this, and I love this connected to Romans 12 because I do think one of the most one of the most challenging thing that that you can do as a herald of the gospel is to dust off your sandals, is to stop right. sometimes because right. that that actually leads to a place of, wait a minute, what is happening right now? That's right. That's why right. is this person walking away? Why is the, why did this person disconnect from this abuse or That's from right. this um, mistreatment? That's right. And so, look, you can't avoid sometimes tensions. You can't avoid difficulties. Um, but we don't have to. Uh, stand before people and let them abuse everything that's holy to us. Mm. Um, and you know, as far as it's up to you, when it's not up to me, then I then I have the right to, and even a calling to, uh, dip, get out. Like, hey, I'm not going to sit here and be attacked by this. And so, um, it is not. Uh, let me just say, it's not some clear. Hey, this is that kind of situation. It is a wisdom situation. We'll talk about that here in a moment, Mm -hmm. Jesse, where um, it is a good thing to love people, 
to suffer long with others. Um, I have taken trash from non-Christian people uh, who later converted to, to, to Jesus. Uh, probably the biggest story in my life is a, a friend of mine named John Jenkins. We'll share more about him probably as we get into this next series. But John was an atheist objectivist, meaning he believed in objective right and wrong without God. And he could tell you what it was, and he would mock and deride some things sometimes. But at the same time, there was a kindness and a gentleness that he would show at times as well. So I, I held out hope. And so that's a wisdom thing where you have to say, hey, where is this going? What is this person really trying to do? Do they really hate God and hate me, or are they just angry? Mm. And sometimes you just have to ask God to help you with that and discern mm. that. One, one, uh, the third thing, Jesse, I would say, not always possible. Don't take abuse. There is a time to, to, to leave. Um, the third thing is to maintain our own dignity and character. Um, that in our interaction with others, we can start to take on uh, their manner of speech, the, the way they want to fight it out, and the way they want to debate. You get dragged down into it. And so we have to be careful uh, to maintain before God, right, our integrity, our dignity, and character, that I am a person made in the image of God, and so are they. I have a calling uh, to represent and be an ambassador for Christ and to do it in a certain way. And so my mom used to say silly stuff like this is an old, this is actually a very old proverb. If you lie down with dogs, you get up with fleas. This is uh there's even a Latin version of that. I, if my kids were here, they could say it. I, I don't want to even try, but it says cannabis in there, which is kind of weird. Um, a different word for dog canine. Yeah. Um, there's a reality that if we engage with others in the manner in which they engage us, sometimes we start to become like them. We see this in political uh, banter. Uh, we see this um, you know, when when anger takes over in interactions. We certainly see this on social media. Um, and we, we see it in ourselves. We've probably all been in a conversation, uh, maybe maybe in our marital life over many, many years, where you know we, we blow it and we start to engage in a way that's not helpful. Um, and it's not always the factual issues. And I've, I've had to, some of my po political jousting friends, I've had to remind them, I, hey, look, you have no right to speak to people like that, even if you're right mm -hmm. about the issue. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not becoming of you, and it's not reflective of who God would want you to be, nor is it reflective of who he is. Um, and it's very easy to get carried away. Bro, so I've been on both sides of this, right? I've I've been guilty of this, so I'm, I'm going to confess my sin yeah. here. I... Uh, um, and and because it's exactly how Romans twelve works, uh, I I was oh you know in a, in an Ephesians four kind of way I was using my language in a way that was tearing down not, a friend of mine yeah not building not up. building up not giving yeah. grace I was I was sinning against this person mostly through a joke and it wasn't like you know a disqualifying for ministry joke it was just yeah. not helpful at the time. Joking when it shouldn't have been a joke. And, of course, uh, jesting. This dude just didn't say a word, and he left. I mean, he, he was it was on our way out, so yeah. it wasn't like he just got up and left, but it was like the way he left he, he led me to a conviction of sin. Yeah. It heaped burning coals on my head. He looked at you, cocked his head sideways, and then, and then left. And then he got in his car. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I, I actually stopped and I was like, whoa, that was weird. Yeah. And I tracked him down and I was like, hey, was that, was that too far? Yep. And then yeah. he just left, bro. I, dude, I couldn't sleep that night. Yeah. I was just so torn up. And so we, you know, I talked in the morning and, and asked for his forgiveness. And so I just want to say this dude, this brother did me a certain, because if he would have laughed, yeah. I never would have known I was sinning. I right. just would have gotten further into, you know, down with the fleas. Yeah. But he didn't get in the fleas with me. And his 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 walk his leaving his if po- it wasn't possible right now to enter yeah. into that anyway just yeah it works yeah amen so guys we're just trying to give you uh, principles to live at peace with all um, and it requires these kind of hard decisions hmm. and wisdom and self examination that's not always possible you don't have to just let people abuse what is holy you do need to maintain we have to maintain our dignity and character. And the the fourth principle, Jesse, I've just entitled, you know, if, if you guys are watching the video, there's a, a little sign on my bookshelf uh, back here that says, uh, nope. And I'm just using that term here as a, as a representation of times in the world where you have to have convictions um, while still having compassion for people, and that this takes courage meaning that I'm not going to treat people, I'm not going to return insult for insult, but we want to be a blessing to people. But there are times that people are either trying to you to uh, accept their false ideology, be bullied by their uh, what they to do, what they, what they want you to do, where we simply have to say no. Um, we should say, no, I don't dance for people. We have to stand in our convictions, right? When the winds of culture and opinion blow against us, uh, we have to stand in the truth of God. We do not give up central tenets of the faith because it's not popular anymore or that somebody else has a an opinion or even the whole world, right, would say, hey, everybody thinks this is okay. Uh, who are you to hate on that? Uh, we have to simply say no. It's a funny thing of the uh, the, uh, the African theologian and church leader Athanasius when he was uh, in, embroiled in theological controversy, which is sometimes necessary, right? You have mm-hmm. to stand on theological conviction, especially when you have responsibilities like he did as a, I think he was a bishop. Um, and they said, Athen- and they were fighting about a certain issue of Christology, Arianism, versus what kind of orthodox Christology of who Jesus is. And I, and I say all that to say that Athanasius was told, hey, Athanasius, the whole world is against you. And his uh, reply in Latin was, well, Athanasius contra mundum. Well, then it's Athanasius mm-hmm. against the world. And there are times that as a Christian, we have to stand against the world, particularly when it's uh, teaching falsehood and trying to propagate that in the world. We And we, look, we have a free society. We do have freedom of religion. We have freedom of speech, mostly. Um, we have every right to use that in our communities to stand for what is good, right, and true in a way that's honoring and mm-hmm. compassionate. You just have to say no. So it's all of you guys who want to say, oh, yeah, we... We want to be against winsomeness because we have to fight the culture war. Yes, but how do you fight it? How do you stand? How do you say no? It cannot be in the manner and way after the world or our opponents. It has to be with grace, respect for the image of God, willing to listen, maintaining our dignity and character so that right we might be able to speak the truth and wisdom of God. 
you know, you got to let me do a, a bonus episode. I just had this idea. Okay. Live on the air. I just had this idea of doing a bonus episode. Um, you know, I was thinking about... Uh, Can the, you give it a catchy marketing title? Like, uh, <laughs> Mission If Possible? Uh, beca- become a Holy Fool. So, you know, the, the kind of the Russian tradition in, in uh, Russian Orthodoxy and in particular Russian literature around having a holy fool, um, the, the best version of this is uh, in Dostoevsky's The Idiot, where there's this, the, the hero, right, the prince is, um, he's so foolish, he, he never, uh, he never, he says no to the idea of um, letting go of Christian morality or, or his Christian faith, but he he does it in a way that so confounds the world that they think he's an idiot. Right. Uh, so I, I don't mean to say that yeah. we should become, um, you know, he, he puzzles and troubles the world if, by his simplicity, by his love. Yes. While yes. not letting go of things. Yes. I don't know. I'm not, don't quote me on, don't make me do a bonus episode, but I, <laughs> I, I consider it. I consider yeah. it. If, if we're fools, it's for his sake, right? That's right. Um, as far as up to you, live in peace with all. Sometimes we can't, right? Um, we, we respond differently, right? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, right? They're not of this world. They are different. And so uh, this is our calling to stand. And look, there are people within kind of Christian communities in, say, North America today who either want us to just fight everybody with whatever by whatever means is necessary, or they want you to capitulate to the cultural winds that are blowing, mm. right? We will do neither. And lots of times that, you know, if you want to stand in a, in a kind and compassionate, be kind and compassionate, tend and hard towards one another. These things are commanded of us, Jesse. That's right. The, the, the warrior people are going to say you're weak. And I'm like, come on, man, bring that weak, shut that weak stuff down. Like <laughs> calling us weak. And, but at the same time, if you don't go with the culture in certain areas, maybe um, certain ideology related to gender and sexuality, then you're somehow a bigoted, fundamentalist, evildoer, you know, and all the other adjectives people want to throw mm-hmm. on people uh, if they just simply say say no to certain things. And so this is our path. Uh, this, we have to be, you know, if, you know, <laughs> I had a guy that well, asked me, literally a friend of mine asked me, that. well, if there wasn't ever another civil war, where would you be with all the kind of division? I'm like, I don't know. Praying dead in the street. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like grabbing a bazooka. And look, I'm not a pacifist, I, but I don't own guns. I'm, I'm gonna try to persuade people of Jesus. I'm, our path is clear. Our path is clear. Mm. We're to we're to walk mm-hmm. humbly with God. We're to do justly. We're to love mercy. We're to uh, proclaim the saving grace of God in Christ. We're to live according to His precepts and the way He would have us to to live. We're to raise families, build churches, have local communities, be active in in those things. Come what may, uh, our pathway is defined by Christ and known, no matter what the circumstances we might face. Um, like you think of a, like a true believer, Jesse, I, you would hope you would be today in, say, in Eastern Ukraine yeah. uh, or, or a Russian. Uh, how, do the, how do you work it out? Well, the pathway is clear, um, and it takes different types of courage and conviction to live in different circumstances, but our calling is sure. Something that, unfortunately, 
a lot of us find uncomfortable at times is that we have to use wisdom. Life is dynamic. Circumstances change. Doesn't mean ethics change, um, but how we interact uh, is contextual. Um, truth is not. Morality is not. But how we interact yeah. in circumstances uh, requires wisdom decisions, right? And th- this is really clear in the scriptures because, like, the book of Proverbs is so so wonderful, uh, Jesse, because it's a wisdom book. You know, other, like other books, Song of Psalm, Job, Book of James in the New Testament, where it gives us these wise ways to live, and and sometimes pointing to these truths that are beyond simple, uh, but uh, very profound. You know, you you know this, Jesse, but let's do a little uh, Old Testament. Uh, uh, teaching for our friends here today. If you read in the book of Proverbs, you're going to encounter, encounter some Hebrew poetry in this thing. It's in the Psalms as well, called parallelism. Jesse, do you familiar with uh, uh, par- in, in, in English poetry? You might have some rhyming, right? Yep. Yep. In Hebrew poetry, it's a little different. You want to pastor us for a second here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read from I'm going to read from your notes. So <laughs> I'm happy to pastor from your notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that you know, but but it is helpful when you think about the parallelism in the Hebrew poetry. There's different types, yeah. and so you really do have to discern. Wait, what is what is being conveyed here by this parallelism? So there's synonymous parallelism, which is saying the same thing in a different way, right? Um, there's antithetical par- parallelism, which is giving contrasting thoughts, you know, uh, and then there's synthetic, where you're sort of building on the previous thought. Yeah. These things the Lord hates, seven more. And yeah, adds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, if you think of like, say, English poetry as, as uh, phonetical rhyming or auditory rhyming, Hebrew poetry reading time is what we call thought rhyming. Yeah. Putting thoughts together that are complementary or synonymous or antithetical to make a point. And so there's a classic example of an antithetic contrasting thoughts uh, in Hebrew poetry in the Proverbs, in Proverbs 26, which which is interesting. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read it for yeah, us, Jesse? Yeah, 26, 4 and 5 says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Okay, so somebody reads that, they're like, which, which one is one? it? Tell me what to do, <laughs> right? And so uh, the beauty of this passage, right, is the first part is answer not. Don't answer a fool according to his folly. Some fools up, you know, calling some nonsense and everything. Don't be like that. Don't lay down with dogs, right? You know, don't give your pearls to swine. This is the first principle is like, hey, this is foolish and I'm not going to get involved with that foolishness. Okay. The second one is just almost the opposite. This is why it's a contrasting thought rhyme. Answer a fool according to his folly, right? Some fool saying some nonsense. Answer it. Why? Well, we don't want him to think he's wise in his own eyes or persuade others. So, um, so this is an example of why wisdom is necessary with our interactions with people. Uh, and I th- and I think this is a prayerful spiritual dynamic that you know I'm talking to somebody like my friend John Jenkins. He would say some ridiculous things about Christianity, and I'd have to pray. Why is he saying that? What is he trying to accomplish? Is he just trying to be funny, be messed with me as a friend, or is he actually like being evil? Right. Um, so anytime you're interacting with people, this is a great question. What kind of fool am I talking to yeah. here right now? Uh, what what do their intentions seem to be? Yeah, are we talking about someone who who doesn't know they're foolish because they don't care, or they even like 
hate the idea. Yeah, that's right. Or a second person is someone who's foolish, but yeah. they want to know. Yeah, right. There's right. a there's a real seeking heart. There. There's an openness. Yeah. There is a willingness to yeah. have a, a a charitable interaction. Um, I always thought it's funny when people say, Hey, what, you know, the word agnostic, I, I heard it forever. Didn't know what it meant. It's just usually somebody who's their relationship to belief in God is mm-hmm. that they say, a, I don't, or a negation, gnostic. no, gnostic. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. And there's two types of don't know, don't know, don't care. Or I hate the idea of God. Well, those, you know, not answering that fool, right? There are those who don't know and want to know. And so we have to ask that. So we want to hear, stay above the fray, not getting to twisted battles and culture wars just for the sake of doing it. But we have to care about who's listening, what is being said, uh, and we yep. give a defense for the hope that we have, as First Peter 3 taught us, but we do so with uh, gentleness and respect. It's like mm-hmm. the old C.S. Lewis quote, like, good philosophy must exist for no other reason that bad philosophy has to be answered. Or, yep. or you know, I've, And I agree with that wholeheartedly. So... The important thing for us, right, is why. Why are we engaging with people? Why are we engaging with ideas? Why are we engaging, say, even with politics, right? Why, why, why? If you forget that, if I forget that, we can run headlong into all sorts of battles, um, like people arguing over whose football team is best, uh, and taking sides and declaring wars, and ruining our opportunities mm. for real mm. witness. Our why is always seeking to love God, honor Him, and be an ambassador, an ambassador for Him. And our uh, commandment is to love other people, love mm. God, love neighbor. Why? Well, we want to have a real witness in a raging culture. And that, Jesse, is why we will go to Asseldar. <laughs> In the weeks ahead, can't wait. That is not a mega church sermon series title. That is a, a training that that I do. So how do we live amongst non Christians? How do we share our life? Mm. How do we share the gospel? How do we listen well? How do we? I used to say deconstruct, uh, but now so how do we disrupt ideas of the mm. day? How do we give good answers? And how do we live that repeatedly in steady state relationships with others? Because that's our goal. Jesse, we like to give uh, the Word of God the last word here on the podcast, so I'm going to ask you uh, to remind each of us of an important truth from 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth and may and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Jesse, that's mission if possible. <laughs> I'm going to be that's a good right. major pastor. Mission if possible, baby. And remind you, if possible, mission if possible, if it is, we are going to engage in mission, not quarrelsome, not being jerks for Jesus. That's not a club we want to be in. We want to extend the hope and grace and love of God in the gospel of Jesus Christ in the borderlands between the church and culture. Jesse, thank you for partnering with me on the podcast. Review us out there. Five stars, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you do it, Amazon, Audible. Send your comments, feedback, questions you might want us to take up. Hey, if you got beef with something we said, bring it. I'm just kidding. Info at gospelunderground.org. We're Dialogue taking place at the borderlands between the church and culture. Thanks, guys, for being out there with us. 
There's so much before us in the arena. Let's get it. Peace. Peace.